Hello and welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I am starting off this episode today with a boast. We had been sitting around, we had been waiting, we had been thinking, is Ashley Lawrence actually going to sign? Was all the kind of news stories about it happening just made up because she seems to be nowhere to be seen? And then I looked at my calendar and I realised that Kat Macario and Alejandra Bernabe had been announced on Fridays. And I realised this on Thursday. And I messaged someone and I said... Maybe it's tomorrow. And lo and behold, on Friday, they announced Ashley Lawrence. So I'm in the heads of that Chelsea front office. I've got them all figured out. I've cracked the code. Um, But yes, Ashley Lawrence has signed. We are here. We are doing a deep dive on her today. Something that's been a long time coming. Uh, To help me with that, I'm joined by Abdullah Abdullah and Blair Newman. Blair had him on a couple of times before, women's football analyst writing for the Equaliser. Lots of cool World Cup content there at the moment. Um, but Blair, how are you? Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm good. It's hay fever season, so naturally I'm destroyed by that. Um, otherwise, yeah, really good. Classic, classic. All right. So, Abdullah, I guess we should start with initial reaction. Were you like me? Had you been starting to think, oh God, all this stuff that we thought, you know, What's happening isn't happening. Instead, we've just got this random Spanish girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit, you know, random Spanish girl pops up instead of a Canadian random fullback, you know, and, and less random fullback rather. And I was like, this is not the fullback I asked for. I asked for a different fullback. This is just a more flary fullback, which is cool, but I'd like a little bit more uh, Canadian fullback in there. But you know what? finally came through i mean we were seeing her instagram of like her training and like a complex and then like getting fit and we're like all right ashley you've got time to train but have you got time to just take a flight out to to london and just sign a couple of documents and you know maybe just do the thing and she finally did it you know which is which is great so um happy to see that it's it was one of those where it was like we know it's done sort of but is it really done until it's done and it's like the longer it went on you're more like is it really done though? But it's done. I've been told it's done. No, but is it really done? And so, you know, that's the lingering questions that you keep getting in. Um, with the way Chelsea's transfer policy and, and summer has been going, we're just kind of like, are they going to announce somebody random in between again that we don't know? And then we're going to get Ashley Lawrence at the very end. They're going to tease us to like the last transfer. But it was fun. It was fun. We finally have Ashley Lawrence and we finally get to do this podcast. Yeah. Blair, this is obviously a player who, who Chelsea have been interested in for quite a bit and for good reason, right? She... She is. I feel like maybe the past season, because PSG haven't been so exciting, maybe the hype sort of died down. But, you know, sort of a year or two ago, this is a player who was justifiably called one of, if not the best fullbacks in the world. Yeah, I remember um, I think around the time Canada won the Olympics and, like you say, PSG went hot mess. People were saying she was the, the best right back in the world ahead of Lucy Bronze and there was a bit of a debate going on, wasn't there? So... She's definitely one of the best fullbacks in the world. And it's kind of like one of those signings that Chelsea have made because they can, not because they necessarily desperately require it. Or but it's just a bit of a, I don't know, it feels like a bit of a brag. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one because I think obviously Chelsea have addressed in this window a couple of positions whereby they've really needed players for those positions for, for a number of seasons. You know, you think about Shokunuskan coming in in that defensive midfield spot, fullback equally is a position where 
you know, two years ago, Chelsea started the season with no fullbacks, really. But what's odd is because they've almost waited so long to get the solutions for these pl- to get these players, they've kind of found solutions within their squad. And then suddenly you feel like there's kind of this excess of talent. And that's something that we'll, we'll talk about today, obviously, in terms of, you know, going from zero fullbacks to quite a few and, and how that might affect the squad next season. Um, but just a bit of an intro on La- Ashley Lawrence for anyone who doesn't know. Um, Canadian international, went to college in the US. Played a bit of semi-pro football in Canada while she was at college. Um, but really her whole career has been, as a senior footballer, has been at Paris Saint-Germain. That was her first pro contract. And she's been there for seven seasons, an incredibly integral part of that team. Um, a really, really important player there. Also a very key player for the Canadian national team. Obviously someone who had a huge influence on that Olympic gold medal win. So... This is someone who's won stuff at domestic level, someone who's won stuff at international level. And Abdullah, I guess the reason why I think people find Ashley Lawrence really exciting is because she's a very technical player. But I think what really, really stands out about her is sort of her her progressive abilities, let's say. This is someone who really thrives in possession-based teams and really helps her team get up the pitch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think I think she's definitely one of those players that 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 relies more on her carrying ability than she does uh from her from her passing, which obviously we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but what what I think I, I think that in and of itself kind of shapes her entire game and um you know I, I, you know watching watching her play for a PSG side that have probably had a few more dribblers and carriers than they've had maybe passers in the last couple of seasons. You think of Diani, you think of Gioro, uh, you think of Karshawi. All of these kind of players are ones who like to carry the ball and kind of move forward. And kind of when, you, when you're in a system and, and a team built around progressive carrying, I think it, it becomes important for your fullback to then kind of maybe give you something else. And 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 I think with, with Ashid Lawrence, I think she she had this really good... Um, knack of not just carrying it for the sake of carrying it and progressing it forward, but kind of taking it into kind of important and kind of interesting spaces in and around the middle and final third for then, you know, PSG to maybe create something different and kind of do something different that maybe uh, the opposite fullback or, or the winger on the right side, depending on who is playing Baltimore or or, or, or Licky Martins or whoever uh, would bring. So it was really interesting uh play style and kind of a I think I think something that, that Chelsea don't really have in, in terms of the the fullbacks that they have right now. Yeah, just some kind of details on the signing. Uh three year deal signed until the summer of, of twenty twenty six. Uh Lawrence said on signing, I'm really excited and grateful to be joining such top club in England and in Europe. There are a lot of emotions, excitement and I'm looking forward to meeting everyone rest of the players and staff and to next season. Emma Hayes said, Ashley has established herself as one of the best fullbacks in the women's game for both club and country. Her ability to get forward, her progressive play into the final third is a standout strength. She can play on both the left and right side. We're really looking forward to having her with us. Paul Green says, we've tracked Ashley over a number of years and we're thrilled to bring her into the club. Ashley is one of the best attacking fullbacks in the world and will add another dimension to our play. So Blair, I guess kind of similar to what we've already been touching on, the the things that are coming out from those comments are attacking progressive can play on both sides is that is that what comes to your mind when you think about Lawrence as a player definitely a versatility is um, an asset because if we go back even to the 2015 uh, World Cup she played as a number 10 so um, in a 4-2-3-1 so and that was against England so she can definitely play 
loads of different positions. I think she's played like, on the right and left wing for Canada as well, and the friendly against Brazil earlier this year. So she can play right back, left back, midfield on the wing. So the versatility is is helpful, um, but she's not Neve Charles, and I think she's someone who has been signed specifically to play a role. I can't imagine that Chelsea have signed PSG's right back, twenty eight years old. And they're going to sort of play her in loads of different positions. I think she's going to be the starting right back, I would imagine. And then it will just be a case of um, other players, you know, showing what they can do in other positions, namely Eve Perisay, I would guess. Um, obviously, Perisay has played left back, hasn't she? I think last season, and she's played maybe played centre half in a three. I might be just uh, making that up. So call me out if I'm wrong, but. That will probably be the the challenge for Perisay rather than Lawrence. I think Lawrence is the the star player in that position, and she can get forward and and she's she offers a lot going forward, and we can get into all of that as we go on. But I also think she's a really pretty solid defender for a fullback, and I think that's something that Chelsea has always I've always felt like Chelsea kind of needed, and I suppose have sort of solved last season. But I remember the twenty twenty one Champions League final against Barcelona; it felt like the wings. Were, were a weak area for Chelsea and, and the wingers versus the fullbacks. And I think now that's no longer really uh, a problem. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I, I think, you know, Lawrence is coming in to, to be be the star. And I think, you know, she's the kind of fullback name that, that Chelsea have waited a long time to get and justifiably so. Um, and to get on a free is, is obviously very useful as well as part of that kind of PSG fire sale that seems to be going on at the moment. Um, but we will take a quick ad break here. And when we come back, we'll get into a bit more about how Lawrence likes to play. So, Abdullah, let's start with thinking about Lawrence in terms of attacking or build up because they're kind of two slightly different phases of play there obviously if we start in terms of build up we've already talked about um her progressive abilities but this is this is a player who is comfortable with both her feet is someone who likes to pass the ball but can also carry the ball i think what really stands out for me about watching Lawrence as a player is she's not someone who is really wedded to playing in a very specific way. Like if you watch how she builds up with Canada versus how she builds up with Paris Saint-Germain, they like she's happy to do those two kind of different styles. And it feels like that kind of versatility of being able to do sort of whatever is asked for her and build up is is why she's such an attractive prospect. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think that is kind of in a weird way perfect for Chelsea because I think Chelsea have been known to switch systems sometimes two, three times within the same game, depending on the on game state and how, how the game is going. And it requires your players to then change their way of style of play. Like you could have one, you know, the first 20 minutes of um first 20 minutes of going out from the back, using the fullbacks, really pushing forward that way. And then the next thing you know, you're playing diagonals across where you, then you need your fullbacks to come inside a little bit, kind of protect it, then kind of push forward. Maybe you need them to come inside to start play. So with those different styles and those different ways of playing, I think you've you've got someone there who's who's able to to kind of manage those different situations. And I think she's got the experience and playing to be able to kind of just switch, you know, in an instant and be able to kind of adapt that way. So I, I agree with you there. I think she's also another player that's very it's very reliable in possession. I think I think we you know we we talk about being able to progress and we talk about being able to adapt and kind of play in these different positions and versatility. I almost feel like Ashley Lawrence is one of those players where whether you ask her to play a left back or right back or defensive midfield or, or the wings, you're almost guaranteed reliability. Like 
maybe maybe from a from like a wing perspective you, you're not gonna get like a nine out of ten but you will get a seven out of ten like you're gonna get reliability in terms of being able to keep the ball being able to kind of move it around um not lose it unnecessarily and like in like poorest places i think her intelligence in in her positioning and kind of her decision making of okay if i'm going to receive the ball here i'm going to make sure that i've done my bit move it out of harm's way or progress it out of this area and knowing when to release so i think that kind of to me is where um lawrence and i think that intelligence which we'll, we'll touch on maybe a little bit later um is i think going to be key in terms of um her versatility because i can you know player you mentioned that you know, she's probably going to be played as the premier right back, which I agree with. I think she is going to be signed to play at right back. But I mean, there is no, I mean, you could even say, hey, listen, look, we want you to play left back because we want to play Paris here at right back and you two kind of become those players. I can easily see Ashley Lawrence playing a very different left back role that will give something just and different. And you suddenly have two really high class wingers, uh, sorry, wingers, fullbacks uh, on either side because at the moment it seems very right back heavy. And so, part of me thinks and maybe we can talk about later is maybe she goes left back but but the fact that we can say that she can do this and not be too um worried about her playing there i think says says a lot about her as a player and kind of what what we're getting and once again i think we're seeing you know a a chelsea scouting system which really prioritizes versatility more more than anything else when we're talking about players who can play on either side or can play this isn't necessarily Lawrence, but can play as a centre-back or can play as a midfielder. And, and I think that's been really key in terms of how Chelsea have been able to build a bigger and better squad because the players they target are players who are naturally, and again, this doesn't necessarily apply to Lawrence because, you know, she is kind of signed to be a star, but the more positions players can play, the more minutes you're able to offer them because it's not like you've just got two players in constant direct competition for one, one spot. Um, but Blair, when sometimes when people talk about attacking fullbacks, which is kind of how Lawrence has been described. You're thinking of a sort of Friedelina Rolfo who's going to get 10 goals, 10, 10 assists in all competitions at Barcelona, you know, like converted winger. And that's not really what the kind of player Lawrence is, right? She's not someone who's going to be getting lots of shots off, getting a lot of goals, not even someone who really gets a huge amount of, of assists. You know, if we look at her time in France, in the Division Arkema, uh, four assists is sort of her highest return in a season. Um, what do you make of that? Is that something that, that has to matter? Is that something that you feel like could still come with her game? Or is is that just like the reality of that's not really how she plays and that's fine? I think she probably could get... I mean, one thing I noted down when I was preparing for this was could she get more goals? Because I feel like Abdullah mentioned her intelligence. I think she is a very clever mover. And I think that, again, that's partly why she can be used in different positions and her manager's trusted to do that. Um, I think she's 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 really good. I don't think, I think she's better as a sort of a runner than a, than a dribbler. I think she's more of a runner than a dribbler, if that makes sense. I think she's someone who, you know, if there's a switch on to the right-hand side, she'll, she'll time her overlap really well or run inside of a winger or something. So I'm interested to see how they strike up, you know, how the, the dynamic between her and Lauren James on the right-hand side works and, you know, because Lauren James, I think, is quite a difficult player to read, even if you're her teammate. So it's interesting to see how that works. And because Lawrence is, I think she can get forward and ghost in and, and get in on goal and, and get more cutbacks, get more shots, get more goals. Like you say, only I think one goal the last three seasons in French league football. Um, Parisite scored more than that in her last season in France. So in terms of actual output in the attacking end, 
Um, you could make an argument at the moment, per se, is more, it, it contributes more. Um, but I think Lawrence can definitely, through her run, get into really dangerous possessions and and, and get more numbers. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how I see her. I think her, she's a really clever mover uh, off the ball. I think when she's dribbling, she she prefers to be, I think, in, in situations where she's like one-on-one because then she can just knock it past the opponent and run around the outside. I don't think she's someone who is really, really comfortable um, dribbling and taking on players like, say, Lucy Bronze might or Fridolina Rolfo might because she doesn't have the same level of upper body strength or leg strength and also maybe not, not the same sort of close control or explosiveness when she's starting to get going, like she's quicker over a longer distance. So she can definitely contribute in attack, no, no question about it. And I think playing for Chelsea rather than PSG, I would imagine she will contribute more because, like I say, PSG just are a bit of a hot mess and just don't seem to know what they're doing the last few seasons. Um, and, you know, Emma Hayes um, likes players that, like you say, can plug in to different positions, different roles. And, you know, she, she's quite tactical. I don't think she likes to have to tell her players um exactly what to do all the time. I think she likes to have players who can fill different rules and make decisions and are clever. And I think Lawrence is a very clever player. Yeah, and I think something also that will be interesting that Blair's just kind of touched on that below it is this relationship with the wingers in front of her. And I think this will also be key to kind of seeing maybe where she ends up. And to that extent, I do wonder if we will see her used on the right side, both because that's where she prefers. But I also think in terms of how Lauren James plays, of wanting to cut in, um, that Lawrence suits more someone who's going to go around the outside, like Blair said, be able to knock it past a player and then maybe either bring that interior pass back or or cross the ball in. And she's got this really like kind of strange crossing technique whereby she doesn't really... She, she crosses in without getting much backlift and it's a really effective way of crossing Adela because... It almost happens so fast, it feels like defenders aren't really prepared for it because she's not like really getting her foot to come all the way back. It's almost like she she sort of chips it in, and that's a really sort of unique aspect of, of her game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Almost like like, like you said, there's no backlift, but she almost looks like she's about to square herself. But then before she squares herself, she's already got the ball crossed in, and like all of that happens in a matter of seconds. And suddenly you're like, well, wh- where did that come from? And and it, it doesn't, like, just from an eye test perspective, you look at her and you go, you, you're not really that good of a, she's like a very deceptive crossover. She's actually does, she look, she's better than she actually looks in the, in the technique and the way she does it, but it's effective. And I, I think you're right. I think, I think she definitely would prefer, because I think, I think her and herself, while she can go outside and like I said, she can do that. A lot of the good Ashley Lawrence moments that I saw at PSG was, when she was able to kind of drive inside and play because when she played at PSG, she was playing with someone like Sandy Baltimore who liked to go on the outside, kind of run the fullback in the one-on-one. You take away that player from that space. Suddenly Lawrence has this inward area to kind of drive into. She's got the, she's got, I mean, she's not the quickest, but she's still quick enough to get into those spaces and kind of play around there. Um, and and she's a bit, from there she's able to kind of you know get that, that, that sort of no backlift kind of cross in from the half space. And I think for me, that's where the technique works out well, because in those moments, you just need to get the ball in quicker than you do. Maybe we have more time on the byline. And because it's, the distance is shorter, you're able to do that. Suddenly teams aren't ready because you're able to get that in a lot, a lot better. And I think that technique suits that sort of area. So yes, if you are going to play with a Lauren James in that area, you're kind of then clashing together and it kind of becomes, it becomes an issue. So maybe 
a canterate or if a, if a, a child is playing on that right hand side, maybe it suits it better, which again, I, I, I would like to see where uh, she, cause he, I think, I think even if you put it to play Frank Kirby on that side, you're going to get the same problem. So I, I, it's interesting to see then, is that the case where is, is Ashley Lawrence going to be played as a right back to do the inward movements? Or is she going to be played as a right back to do the outward movements? Because we saw with Eve Perry say doing the outward movements that, She's more comfortable coming inside. And so I wonder whether with Lawrence obviously being better on the outside, are they going to say, all right, because you're so good, the adaptability we talked about, we want you to come on the outside and kind of play a bit more over there. And if there is a moment where Lauren is on on, on a wider area and you see the opportunity, you kind of go in and, and go with it because you talked about the defensive ability and I know we'll talk about it in a second, but you know, I think that combination might be not only just to supplement the attacking uh, deficiencies that you might not get from from a, from a wide angle crossing, but I think it also to supplement who she's playing with in front of her. Yeah, definitely, it'll be be really interesting to see how exactly that works out. Uh, we'll take another quick ad break here, and then we'll talk a little bit about the more defensive side of her game. So Blair, you mentioned the Champions League final, which I'm starting to think we should have as like a swear jar, you know, like so we never have to talk about it again. But part of the problem in that final was that none of our fullbacks could defend. Um, and stuff's changed a little bit since then. I'd say actually Jess Carter's become a very good defender and Neve Charles has improved a lot. Uh, but we've talked a lot about how good Lawrence is going forward, but Chelsea really are looking for fullbacks who can defend because Chelsea don't really have a problem normally with scoring goals. It tends to be that they have to really backload their defense if they want to not concede goals. Um, so kind of despite all of the, the chat we've already had about what Lawrence looks like going forward, what, what do you make of her as, as a defensive player? I think she's a good defender for a full, for a fullback. Um, I mean, firstly, she's quick and she gets quicker over a longer distance. She's like I say, not explosive like a car shall but she gets quick when she's, able to run over longer distance. So she's difficult to beat in a foot race, you know, a ball over the top or, or situations in transition where you haven't recover your position. She's she's really good at that. Um, I also think she's pretty switched on, like her reading of play, you know, when to leave the line and close down, when to stay um, is actually really good. We don't necessarily see it. We didn't necessarily see a lot of PSG towards the end because they were man-marking and, it, you know, just on the PSG brand of being chaotic, um, she was drawn out of position a lot and she just had to follow her, her, her opponent a lot. But I think she can make good decisions when she's in a, a zonal defence or, or something like that, which Chelsea will, will be in um, more often than not. And yeah, so she, she switched on, you know, defends the back post well. I think she, her bio says she's only five foot six, um, but she's better, I think, defending crosses to the back post than someone like Perez, say, I think. Um, I think she can compete more um, in those situations. And, yeah, she doesn't really lose her marker very much. Um, so, you know, I think she's she's good in those situations. 1v1 defending, I think when she's out near the touchline, she's quick, so she gets close to her opponent. And she doesn't dive in because she doesn't, she doesn't need to. So she sort of gambles on her speed and sort of asks the opponent to try and knock it past her and then just gets in the way or, or outruns her. Um, so, you know, she's, yeah, she's a very switched on defender and I think she'll be an upgrade in that aspect for, for Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. I think, Abdullah, something I really like about her is is I feel like positionally that's that's something that she really excels at. And it's actually interesting. If you go and sort of look at her 
raw defensive numbers. They're not something that you're going to be like, wow. But that's kind of to be expected because PSG play in a league where them and Leon are loads better than, than everyone else. But if you watch her in sort of like her best, the, the toughest games for Canada, the toughest games for PSG, she's she's not someone who's having to make last-ditch tackles because it feels like she's just very aware of where she's supposed to be in the system she's playing in. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think her ability to be able to pick up the system that she's playing in and kind of adapting that quickly, I think, contributes to that, especially from a defensive perspective. Um, and that was kind of my, and I'll, I'll skip forward for a second. That was kind of my point in the earlier, for the earlier section where the fact that if she's playing with someone like Lauren James in front of her, maybe this is not only to just unlaw, you know, play that right pullback in a natural way as being a better defender. But I think it's also maybe to help protect Lauren James more to kind of allow her to do the more attacking stuff. Because if you got a fullback like Ashley Lawrence, who's intelligent enough to anticipate where the ball's going to be, where she needs to be defensively and kind of cover that right flank, which is very similar to, again, what she did with Sandy Baltimore, a young, young, really up-and-coming winger doing their thing on, on the right-hand side. She's there behind them as like the experienced fullback to be able to then cover the spaces, cover the angles, and be able to kind of help the fullback, you know, be able to be able to do that, you know, in, in that sense, and have the and the fact that she doesn't really often have to make this recovery latch this latch the last ditch tackle. Let's try that again. Um, she, you know, she's able to kind of anticipate, move into position, be defensively strong, and then kind of manage those one on ones. Which I think, if you look at, you know, if you if you look at the um, I mean, one of the stats here is percentage of dribble dribblers tackled. It's a 51.9% rate, which, okay, fine, only puts her in the 25th percentile. But that figure alone of 51%, it's not a bad number, which means that more often than not, you know, one out of two times, she's winning that tackle. She's winning that one-on-one duel um, against uh, against top wingers. And I think in, uh, in the WSL, where we have a lot more naturally wide wingers who want to kind of push through and go there, I think that'll be super important against teams that will counterattack and, and do well. So I, I think in that sense, it's it's a very good improvement defensively. And I think from a fullback position, that is something that Chelsea has probably needed for a long, long time. And, and if we have someone who maybe doesn't have the numbers against it, but does it well on the eye test and does well in terms of, uh, you know, being able to just kind of protect the the, the, the back four and, and understand her positioning, I think that's probably... That really, that really does help kind of in a way that like Amara Mielda would do in that position. Let's talk then a bit about what we think she will be like at Chelsea. And I, I'd like to talk a bit about how she fits in with the fullbacks. But I think somewhere that would be interesting to start is a question we got from Don Flicks. He said, what one thing about Chelsea women got her convinced to be a part of Emma Hayes' squad? Um, I think from her DAZN interviews earlier in the year, maybe it was Sam Kerr, but there's obviously this factor of, uh, there's a Canadian factor here, right? Which I kind of want to use this question as a, as a jumping off point on um, Jesse Fleming and Kadisha Buchanan, players who are part of the Chelsea squad, who've been, um, you know, played with Lawrence for all of their lives, basically, because of because of the international thing. Blair, what... What impact do you think that has for a player? And I've kind of got a couple of, of related questions around this because I think also what is maybe, it's not concerning me, but like we watched Kadisha Buchanan come in from the same league as Lawrence coming in, a player who I think everyone felt was in a position of real need. We were expecting really big things from, and it's take it took her a while to settle in. Um, and I think it's fair to say she wasn't even settled in by the end of the season, but obviously an injury kind of 
had that impact. Is that a concern for you with with Lawrence in terms of of how she adjusts to the WSL when when she's kind of spent her whole career playing in France? Again, a very similar um, a similar thing to Buchanan, and you can look at international teams and say, well, look, they also you know do it internationally. They've done it at a very high level, but again, we saw with Buchanan that. Maybe that doesn't just translate quite as, as simply as, as you'd like it to. Well, I think firstly, Buchanan is a centre-half and I think that's a completely different position when you're adjusting to a different league because, you know, your your, your mistakes are a lot more obvious than when you're, when you're at full-back, I think. Um, and there's a lot more pressure on you. And I think what we saw with Buchanan, the first game, I think, was against was Liverpool away and Stengel ran her. And I think she was almost... Buchanan looked a bit surprised by the speed and the strength of someone like Stengel. And there's a lot of... I think physical centre forwards in, in the English league. I think it's just a different physical test to the French league. You know, when you especially when you're defending for Leon, you know, Leon are usually up against one striker. It's a two v one for the centre halves. You know, you, you, there's just less risk involved. Um, I think with with Lawrence playing right back, it's it's a bit more of an easier adjustment because it's just there's a lot less physical pressure on you in in that position. Um, and I think therefore it's probably you know, the kind of things she's going to encounter in the English league, I would say, are quite similar to what she encountered in the French league. You're going to encounter tricky wingers every now and then, which is just, that's a worldwide thing. I don't think that's unique to, to any league. So um, I think she should be able to adapt fairly quickly. And, you know, you mentioned having a Canadian teammates there as well. She should be able to adapt off the field. You'd, you'd think that would be a help. Um, so I don't see any real issues for Lawrence in terms of fitting in. Um, I mean, I think her physicality, at corners can be an issue, but she she isn't going to be asked to mark people. I don't think by Chelsea. I think you know Brighton and whoever else is playing centre half will do the marking jobs. Ericsson uh, manhandled her at the in the Champions League game. I watched that back, and um, for some reason PSG had Amanda Illister zonal in the six yard box, and then they asked Lawrence to mark uh, Magda Ericsson, which is just it's completely stupid. So, um, <laughs> but I think. You know, you don't ask players to do things that they can't do. And Emma Hayes isn't that kind of manager. So um, I don't think that'll be a problem. Well, you say that, but then we did see Neve Charles players at a number nine. So sometimes we do get players asked to do things that they can't do. Um, I want to talk about the the side we might see it ending up on, Abdullah. Again, something we sort of touched on as we've gone through this conversation. But she can play left back and right back. She plays predominantly right back for PSG, predominantly left back um, for Canada. Although, again, she's done both. Uh, but if you kind of want to go and watch her playing at left back, it's the Canada games you want to go and look for. How much of... How much do you think it matters where she ends up for Chelsea? And I think the reason why this is a is a, a crucial question. It does relate to the other players here because Eve Perisic, I thought by the end of the season, had really settled into that right-back role. And and if we're kind of talking and saying, okay, but now maybe Lawrence comes in, maybe she's playing next to Buchanan, which obviously has this sort of like nice international connection. Are you then just sort of ripping everything up that you had at the end of the season, having to start again and put Perisic on, on the left-hand side? Do you think that's something that matters to, to full-backs? I think it does. I think I think it's is because it's not just the fullback, because the fullback then develops a relationship with the center half next to them, the midfielder in their in their diagonal peripheral vision, and then their winger up front. And when you've built those three connections, you understand how they play and the dynamic works on that side. And then the minute you switch sides, no matter if they're your teammates and you see them in training every day, you do it. You you then kind of have to relearn all right. Okay, I know how, like, for example, let's say Millie Bright's playing on the left and Kadisha's on the right, and Ashley and Eve Paris is on the right. 
suddenly if Eve has to move to the left, or she knows about Millie Bright, she has to then say, okay, I have to now understand and learn the nuances of the way Millie Bright plays and kind of get that on the fly rather than having to think and look and then, okay, how does Guru play in front of me? How does a Melanie play on the left-hand side in front of me, you know, my peripheral? And I think that then takes time to adjust and redo again. And I think at the same time, when the back four understands, at least three of the back four understands where they play really well, it's much easier for the fourth defender to adapt to one position because then the three of them and kind of the five around can coach them. And not to mention, this affects the goalkeeper as well. Goalkeeper understands how they work in that in those positions. And if if things switches, then the goalkeeper might also be be out of it because then the keeper might say, well, for the AKB in this again, this case, she knows that if something coming on the right-hand side, she knows what Eve can do really well. But if Eve moves to the left, she doesn't know for the first few games what Eve does in different scenarios of situations. So I think that chemistry across the back four affects everybody else and and not just the fullbacks. I think that's one thing. I think secondly, I keep going back and thinking like to the point you just made, Eve Perisic settles into that right back role. And I thought she was really good. I thought, I thought, I thought struggle in the beginning got better as the season progressed. And eventually she got to the point where I was like, I was really happy with seeing her playing there. She's experienced. She's now got one season in her belt, uh, under her belt in, in England. I can see Lawrence playing on the left-hand side because Chelsea right now are so right-sided heavy in terms of the, the better, more natural players and Eve and, and Ashley that you almost feel like unless you're switching to a back three system where you maybe you move Eve into a right centre-back role, uh, it, to me, it just feels like you're then just putting one on the bench or putting one out of position where you can easily move one fullback you have who can naturally play at the left side because she does it for country and still maintain a level of chemistry and 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 kind of you know momentum within that within that back four i mean the the, the other option is you allow one of them to kind of maybe play as like this inverted fullback and you you start introducing that as a new tactical concept because i mean one thing that i've been i've been really wanting to to see is Eve Perisay playing from this right side coming as an inverted fullback and then you kind of you know change it up at front this is not time for that or in this case you can make Ashley do the same thing on the on the left hand side you, you make Eve do the thing on the right and you can open up so many different tactical options from there but at the same time it allows Kiddish Buchanan, Millie Bright and Eve Perisay to kind of continue where they left off AKB knows and kind of the game can be the side can be set to kind of cater to say Ashley Lawrence at a left side so there's I think there's an 80% chance we see her on the right, but there's a, there's a part of me that's like, just makes too much sense for that, that she shouldn't, that she has to play on the left for me. Yeah, and listen, it might be something that, you know, we we see takes time because I, I feel like with Buchanan, when she came into the team, that very much felt like trying to fit her into what was already there. Um, and having her as his left side of centre-back with Millie as the right side of centre-back, and then clearly that didn't work. That had to be sort of swapped around to make Buchanan more comfortable. And, you know, I, I think, Lawrence is in a place where she is much more comfortable playing on either side than, than maybe Buchanan was. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're not going to know how these relationships are going to work until you're you're in, in games. Um, Blair, let's talk about Jess Carter and, and Neve Charles, two players who I think are kind of at, at tricky points in their, their career, in their Chelsea career, um, both of whom I think have got a good number of minutes over the past couple of seasons. Mainly they've benefited from injury and they've filled holes that Chelsea have needed to fill when they've not been able to get signings in. And and as a result of playing those games, I think they've, they've both got a lot, lot better. Um, 
But equally now Chelsea have kind of filled those holes in the squad. And Amy's asking, with Lawrence's signing, what will the roles of Jess Carter and Neve Charles be? Do you think they'll be continuously rotated with Lawrence and Perisic, depending on the time type of team we're playing against? Is this a situation whereby actually it feels like there's two first choice fullbacks in Perisic and Lawrence, but maybe the club is looking for this internal competition and saying, all right, there's actually four of you for two spots. There's minutes to go around, like go out there and take their chance take your chance. And, and Emma Hayes does tend to be quite democratic with these things. Or do you think there will be maybe a bit more of a, a stricter hierarchy? And if that is the case, is that concerning sort of for the future of Carter and Charles at the club? I think, I think Hayes um, will like having the competition for places. And I think she'll like having a 28 year old, like international Olympic gold medalist driving the standard. If that's, if that's possible. So I think that's the first thing I would say is, not that it's writing off any player, it's just saying that, you know, the standard to get into the team maybe just got a little bit higher, um, which is a good thing for Chelsea. And, you know, Hayes has never been afraid to make these kind of difficult decisions, um, just like a lot of the great managers did, like Alex Ferguson. You know, you replace, you're constantly trying to rejuvenate the team. And sometimes it causes problems where there weren't any before. Like you say, Brighton Buchanan, you know, you had this centre-half partnership that worked really beautifully and then Buchanan comes in and she has a bit of trouble she needs to go to the right to be more comfortable. Then you take away Millie Bright's ability to launch the attack and by playing her on the left a little bit. So it, it, it ends up with these kind of ugly compromises that don't really suit everybody perfectly. But I think with, with Lawrence um, and the effect on Charles and Carter, firstly, I think Carter is a pretty unique player because she can play anywhere across the back four and she's played in different systems as well. So I think she understands and I think everybody understands that she's going to play a lot of games every season because Emma Hayes is going to be tactical in a lot of games and change things and Jess Carter's versatility and always being ready to step in is something that a lot of professional players still don't necessarily have. Um, Neve Charles, I think, really grew as a player last season. I think she's, again, a versatile player. Um, I think her best position, like if I could design a system for Neve Charles, it would be like a 4-4-2 and she would be like a classic tucked in right-sided midfielder in, on the four, on the outside of the four. But she can obviously play left-back or right-back quite well as well. And the other thing that Neve Charles does, which none of the other fullbacks do, is she offers you a set-piece threat because... You know, you can, she, she, I mean, I don't know how many goals she scored last season, but she can get you the odd goal, which is a real a real handy thing to have. And also, obviously, defending set pieces, her height and her commitment in the air is a good thing too. So, although she did score on goal, didn't she? Um, League Cup final, I think it was. Another great header. She scored a very good header against Liverpool. Uh, she's got a lot of important goals at the end of the season. But, she, you know what I mean? So, she's generally a net positive in the air and, and defending and attacking set pieces. So, they all bring different things to the table. Um, and I think it'll just be a case of Emma Hayes. Well, you say she'll change things up for certain games and they'll all get they'll all get plenty of minutes, I think, still. I've got a question here from MOB, Abdullah, um, talking about uh, the potential of back three, saying, you know, we've seen Guru Wrighton use his wing back previously before moving to, to the winger position. Is it possible to see Ashley Lawrence going through that route as well? She likes to contribute more offensively, even though she's primarily a defender. You know, we have seen Chelsea play back three and especially in big games where they want to defend Barcelona. Great example of that. I think to a certain extent, you might look at the Lawrence signing and say, well, this is the player that you get in that allows you to play a back four. But is this something like, is this a possibility that 
that you could see that Lawrence is because it's not something that I personally think I've ever seen her play. Um, but like obviously there's not a huge difference in the role. It's more a bit like where you are on the pitch and how you're interacting. Um, do you think Chelsea will will stick with a back three, or do you think this is you know back four City now? The made of black has got the same thinking as me. We're we're thinking the same here. Back three, back three. It's right there. Um, I think highly unlikely that we move to a back three, though. I can see the logic behind it because, like, if 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 you play Guru at left wing back, and obviously it worked out really really well, when you've got a bit more of a natural fullback playing at a wing back role, then I think you probably will get more uh, out of her defensively, but. I don't know. I look at Ashley Lawrence and I don't see a wing back. I don't. I don't see wing back in, in Ashley Lawrence. I see. I see a more of a natural fullback. You know, someone who's just so balanced going forward, coming back, kind of plays inside, and just much more suited to a four. You're right. I haven't really seen a play in a back three, so there's not really um, there's not really much too much evidence out there. That I don't think that that we can we can we can bring on. But like you look at a, a Neve Charles, you look at. A girl right and you look at kind of these players and you go right i can see wing back in you but like eve perisay or an ashley lawrence i don't see that wing back qualities in them like i see both of them as much more uh cons- you know concise and, and and kind of tactical defenders where you know you need them to do a job in a back four they're much more comfortable doing that like i would much I could see them playing the outside center back roles more than I could see them playing wing back roles if, if Chelsea are going to play in a back three, right? I can see like they, they're just more the way they, they position themselves, the way they're able to kind of move around and the way they're able to defend and maybe contribute from a progressive standpoint going forward. Someone like Ashley Lawrence is really good with progressive carrying. You can see her driving out and kind of doing the Magda Eriksson role that she would have done at left center back when she was there last a couple of seasons ago when Chelsea played the system from maybe the, the left or the right-hand side. Eve Perisic kind of doing the same thing, inverting, maybe coming into more of a defensive midfield role and kind of playing her role over there. So that's what I mean by a tactical defender, that you can see them playing these sorts of roles in a back three and doing that, but I don't see I don't see wing back there. So for me, I, I think it's a back four. And if you are going to play back three, I see them as the outside centre-backs. Yeah, definitely. I think, I feel like this This is, you know, back four. And, and as we've seen, there are other players, I think, who'd be better suited to maybe playing that more advanced wing-back role, especially when you're talking about players who potentially want to crash the box and things like that. Um, all right, let's just wrap up then with Ollie's question. I'll come to both of you on this. Ollie Glanville says, predict the back line for the first WSL game of the season, brackets, if everyone's fit. Now, remember, because it's the first WSL game of the season, we will be losing. So you can factor that in <laughs> to your plans. Uh, Blair, we'll, we'll start with you as the guest. Um, I'd probably go uh, to start off with Perisa, Bright, Buchanan, Lawrence. Um, Abdul has kind of convinced me on the idea of the partnership and having Lawrence on the left with Buchanan and having, you know, keeping Perisa on the right. And so I think maybe they'll go with that. Um, and yeah. Maybe something like that. But I think Lawrence can grow into a right-back role, full-back. And I actually think if she streamlines her game and just keeps things really, really simple and does the things she's really good at, she can contribute goals and assists from right full-back. Abdullah, are you on the same? Because I'm going to say now I'm probably in exactly the same spot yeah. Blair is. I think the only thing I would maybe be intrigued by, and I don't want to shit on Kadisha Buchanan all the time, but would be potentially Jess Carter playing there instead. And I think this is something that 
will be one to look at the World Cup, both in terms of how Buchanan performs and also, you know, we saw England's last warm-up game, actually, that we've been talking about Carter playing at left-back, but Greenwood played at left-back and Carter played as the left-sided centre-back. So is that something you would potentially be open to or are you sticking kind of with this Buchanan-Bright partnership and, and then Perisay and Lawrence as the fullbacks? And I was actually thinking along those lines. I was like, you know what, because I think... It will definitely depend on the World Cup and, and kind of who how everybody plays. But just that selection of Jess Carter, who's been elevated as like this, all right, you know what? Maybe we use you as the as the center back. Um it it it, it did it does kind of give me a thing where I'm like, you know what? Like if, if Canada don't have a great World Cup and Kadisha doesn't do too well, and England say like they say they do decent, yeah, I can see a world where you have Millie Bright and Jess Carter, who might be England's two, and then Chelsea's two. And you have your like your Lawrence Eve Paris Day fullback. I think Lawrence Eve Paris Day is the fullbacks for sure. Like there is no doubt. And Millie Bright walks back into Chelsea. She can be a year out. She walks back into that team. Um, yeah, I I, I want to say I want to say Jess Jess Carter because I think I think though having said that we've seen Serena Wiegmann play Leah Williamson at like a six role for the entirety of like a, a year and then come to the Euros, you're back to center back. <laughs> moving you back into position so it could be that for Jess Carter where she gets shunted out back to a fullback position and, and Alex Greenwood comes in but yeah I I, I think I, for me it's 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 Eve Perisay uh Millie Bright Jess Carter and I think Ashley Lawrence because I, I just think I think this is this is Jess Carter's chance to, to kind of come through and, and and prove that she uh uh she's there because I, th- I thought she ended the season maybe slightly better than uh than Kadisha Buchanan so I think the momentum's with with Jess and in all of this episode, we haven't even talked about Maren Mielder, so she will probably start in uh, instead. Uh, she will somehow start both at centre-back and full-back, I'm sure. Okay, well, I think that pretty much wraps us up on the deep dive. Very exciting player. Um, I think having to wait for her to be announced made me feel even more excited when she finally did announce. And also this kind of shock that we've finally managed to land such an elite full-back. And I do really think she is um, a very, very talented and experienced player. Going to be a really exciting one to watch next season uh Blair just to finish off do some promo tell everyone about the cool things you're doing over the equalizer for the world cup so they can go and have a read of some of your stuff yeah so uh, the equalizer we just recently did um top 50 legends in women's world cup history which was really cool to dig into the past and, and use some of the notes I've got which otherwise would have been completely useless um so yeah go and read that um and then I've got a blog also sky.com um, go and check that out I've not posted for a little while but it's good that's where and then I'm on Twitter at the second ball alright go and follow Blair and read all of his work uh, Abdullah and I will be back later in the week with a Hannah Hampton deep dive because that one has been announced Serena Wiegmann said everyone has to have their transfers sorted before we fly to Australia so Hannah Hampton is here. She went really big in her announcement video, but we will get into all of that and the gazillion goalkeepers we have later in the week. The fun never stops over here. Until then, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>